Dear Sears, imagine you're asleep in bed. You open your eyes, but you can't move, talk, turn, or anything. In the quiet of darkness, there's suddenly a creaking. Your bedroom door slowly swings open. In the doorway, standing about six feet tall, is a figure you can't quite make out any of the features on either his face or body. All you can see is blackness, a long coat, and a hat. A feeling of dread and total fear overcomes you. You blink, and he's at your bedside, looking you in the face. His eyes blaze a glowing red, but you still can't see his face. Out of nowhere, you can move. You look at your arm, seeing yourself moving it. You remember the entity and look over. He's gone. You flip on a light, and other than your now open door, nothing has changed. You have just experienced the Hat Man. Thanks for opening yet another letter from me, your host, CJ. Having lived through an intense haunting on two separate occasions myself, I've been obsessed with ghosts, hauntings, and the paranormal since I was very young. Through these experiences, I was inspired to bring you this series of correspondences. Today we have an episode about a topic first introduced to me by my friend Bill a few years ago. It terrified his wife and convinced me to learn more about the subject myself. Today, I reveal all that I know about the Hat Man. All over the world, people inexplicably encounter a specific entity called the Hat Man. There are many accounts of the phenomena, but one thing remains consistent. The description doesn't vary much regardless of where in the world it comes from. Seemingly about six feet tall, his most notable features are that he has none. He's shrouded in darkness, but wears either a black fedora or brimmed hat and a long trench coat of sorts. On rare occasions, people will report either a gold watch or belt on him. Sometimes people will also describe him as having terrifyingly red glowing eyes. First discussed in length in the show Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell in 2001, stories of the Hat Man go back a long time, even potentially as far as Babylon. Theories of what he is and where these stories come from abound. Some believe him to be a spiritual entity, others an extraterrestrial, some an interdimensional being, and science in particular think he's a hallucination. Evidence of the Hat Man is made up of mostly first-hand account stories. Usually when being reported, the Hat Man first appears to people during childhood, and often recurring through their adult lives. Predominantly, sightings occur during a state called sleep paralysis, but in a minority of stories, people are wide awake and functional during an encounter. Described as being a shadow person himself, the Hat Man often appears to be alone, but sometimes he is accompanied by a small pack of shadow people. When he does sport an entourage, he typically appears to be a sort of leader among them, even though he's most often considered to be a shadow person. Unlike shadow people, he typically has a solid, directly observable form. You might be asking yourself, what can a person expect during an encounter with the Hat Man? Well, for the most part, not a whole lot. The majorities of the stories state that he just kind of lingers in a doorway, closet, or corner of the room. Though you may experience feelings of uneasiness, he usually just appears to watch you sleep. 
There are tales, however, of a more menacing entity. Traumatized victims of the hat man will report the feeling of a dark energy in the room. As previously stated, he's usually hands-off, but some people claim to have been attacked, either jumped on or choked by the hat man himself, or by his pack of shadow people while he peers on. In these cases, it's said that his presence gives off an evil feeling or murderous intent. They think that he does this in order to inspire as much fear as possible, so that he can feed off of it and any other associated negative emotions. There's also a YouTube channel by the name of The Infographics Show that points out some of the interesting characteristics of the Hatman legend. They highlight the evolution of the Hatman and Shadow People as a whole. As more and more stories surface, many of them go from being benign to intensely violent, saying that people who experience the Hatman, whether accompanied or not, will report more extreme forms of violence. Either him hovering, standing, or straddling their chest, they all claim to him restricting their breathing. Also, when he's with shadow people, they often have to fight them off and are left with very physical bruises and scratches. The channel does point out that there are two key factors that these more intense stories have. The physical encounters where injuries are reported are done while the hat man watches. And that the hat man has the ability to manipulate objects such as opening doors and drawers. Several times now, I've referenced the hat man to either be a shadow person or be accompanied by shadow people. At this point, it would probably be a good idea to talk about what exactly shadow people are, as being familiar with them will be pivotal in understanding our topic moving forward. According to placeofdarkness.github.io, shadow people are defined as the following. Shadow people, also known as shadow men, shadow folk, or shadow beings, are said to be the shadow-like creatures of supernatural origin which appear as dark forms in the peripheries of people's vision and disintegrate or move between walls when noticed. Shadow people appear to be completely dark to the point that clothes, facial features, and details are non-existent. They are typically adult-sized but can vary down to the size of a child. Appearing as mostly solid, they sometimes manifest as swirling smoke, often with bright red eyes, believed to possibly be spirits trapped on this plane, unable to move on. They are most commonly spotted in locations of other spiritual activity. Like the Hatman, there are a few theories around these beings, such as being demons or interdimensional visitors. My favorite is that the reason we can't fully perceive them is because they emit a light that is not fully on the human visual spectrum. This implies a possible paranormal bioluminescence. Furthermore, it's also said that shadow people possess the ability to shapeshift into things such as animals. Now, I'd like to return and speak a little bit about Coast to Coast AM. Though the first episode of this show that discussed the Hat Man in length was in 2001, I was unable to locate a recording. Instead, I listened to an episode uploaded to the podcast, Best of Coast to Coast AM, on July 7th, 2023. This episode was not hosted by Art Bell, but by George Norrie. His guest was author Heidi Hollis. She stated many things throughout the episode regarding Shadow People and the Hat Man. There are several times that I felt she double-talked and contradicted herself, but the episode was interesting nonetheless. In it, she claims that the Hat Man is dangerous, that he and other shadow people are here to collect souls. She goes back and forth attributing the Hat Man to being the devil himself and alien phenomena. 
She predicts that the problem with shadow people will become much worse as time goes on, though for the most part in my research, they aren't that much of a problem to begin with. She also believes that the Grim Reaper works for the Hat Man. Though she does maintain that the Hat Man has a solid form compared to the shadow people, and that he does not possess the ability to shapeshift like regular shadow people do. Those two claims remain consistent throughout my research. Now that I've gotten the most bizarre of the theories I've found out of the way, let's explore the most common ideas on the origins of the Hat Man. By far, the most common of the theories is the idea of the Hat Man being of a spiritual nature. Stories relating directly to this theory are told in the movie The Hat Man Documented Cases of Pure Evil from 2019, directed by Kyle J. Masius. These stories all relate previous characteristics of the Hat Man from the evil energy emanating from his being to the gang of shadow people that appear in his wake. The idea is that he's of demonic nature, here to feed on your feelings of fear and negativity. Though this is one aspect of the spiritual side, more often than not, people see him as a menacing observer, one who appears with no more intent than to watch you sleep, silently making mental notes of you. The previous sections we've discussed go over the primary features of the spiritual hat man. Another common theory is the UFO line of thought. For a decent breakdown of this theory, there is an episode of Ancient Aliens that covers the broad strokes very well. They lead with a story of a woman named Michelle LeBaron investigating issues at a place called the Washoe Club. After entering a room with a friend, a large shadowy figure rose up between them. It terrified them and they ran out and down the hall. Looking back, they saw him standing in the hallway. The theory, as with this story, also includes him letting off a type of electrical energy. However, this energy is audible and sounds like buzzing or pulsating. Other parts of the extraterrestrial theory state that his presence can cause electrical disturbances, which are common when encountering aliens. It's also believed that Shadow People and the Hat Man are reptilian in nature, that they are using an imperfect alien tech to cloak themselves. The thought is that they don't completely understand how we see, so the device doesn't do a complete job of hiding them from our view. Or, on the other hand, the tech is misunderstood as a whole by us, and the shadowy appearances could be intentional. The next theory is that the Hat Man is an interdimensional being that he exists on a plane of beings imperceivable by humans of our dimension. He and the Shadow People possess the ability to alter their vibrations and traverse different dimensions at will. Lorethrill.com claims that even though in medieval times they were viewed as omens of death, these interdimensional beings pose no malicious intent towards us, merely wanting to observe us and move on. There is another theory. But at this time, I'd like to save that for the skeptical portion of the show, as it's a more scientific approach and demystifies quite a bit of things we've gone over so far. Sears, at this point, I'd like to read you some stories posted by Reddit users. I know Reddit is about as reliable as a politician's promises, but they are fantastic examples of a common Hatman encounter. For anyone looking for another source for stories, hatmanproject.org offers quite a few. The grammar used in these posts was awful, and I have corrected it in some cases. Our first story comes from Zeef Zeef. This one really creeps me out. When my grandma got Alzheimer's and was getting worse, she started talking about him. She suddenly said, last night the man with the hat was here again. We asked her who. 
Did she see our dead grandpa? She said no, it was just the man in the hat, standing in her room at night when she woke up. We asked her if she was scared and she said no. So she would wake up at night and he would be there standing in her room and she didn't mind. So that story kind of goes along with the whole he just is there to observe us while we sleep line of thought. Next up, we have Electrical Plate 0093. I've seen it up close, directly in my face when I was in my early 20s. At first, I would just see a shadowy figure, no eyes or teeth at all, and it would move as soon as I saw it and float through the wall and just disappear. But one night I woke up and he was leaning or hovering right over me from the base of my bed and reaching out to choke me. I saw its red glowing eyes and massive white pointy teeth smiling as if he was enjoying himself. I instantly started thrashing at it for my life and flipped the lights on and it was gone. I moved from that house three months later and haven't seen it since. This is a very good example of a very common type of story where we encounter a violent form of Hatman. We have another story posted by Harry Manager 4127 I saw him once. I was stressed out of my mind from work and school, running on like three hours of sleep. I had forgotten something in the bedroom, so I turned around and he was right in front of me like I could touch him if I had reached out. His hat was almost touching the ceiling. I ran outside and sat by the door until my roommate came home, never mentioned it to her. Five years later, I was drunkenly comparing creepy stories with friends and I brought up the experience. Someone asked if it was the hat man and showed me a picture of Google. Looked identical to the one in the picture she showed me. Said she used to see him when she was a kid. Honestly, I had a hard time sleeping for a few nights after learning it was a common entity, experience, hallucination, whatever. So that's a good example of a story where someone was not experiencing sleep paralysis while encountering the hat man. There really aren't too many of them out there, but for the most part, that's how those stories go. Our last story is from Brittle J. My sister and I called him the Tall Man. He was a tall, slender shadow in a suit with a top hat and was standing in our doorway at night. I was recently talking to my husband about it and he also saw him as a child, but he called him the Shadow Man. Never did anything, just stood watch. We all had pretty traumatic childhoods, if that makes a difference. Interestingly, my toddler has been frightened of a bird in my bedroom for months now. I came to Reddit to find something about that, which made me also want to look up the tall man. This is a shining example of a very standard hat man story, as well as people referring to him as different names. Well, here we are, at the point of the show I think many of you look forward to. Let's talk about the ideas that would reveal the hat man to be nothing more than malarkey. We begin with the final theory of the origin of the individual hat man experience. The scientific explanation believes the hat man to be a symptom of an issue called sleep paralysis. This is a situation that occurs when your mind wakes up, but your brain hasn't woken your body up yet. You see, when you sleep, your brain will paralyze your body so that you don't accidentally hurt yourself while you dream during REM sleep. You experience sleep paralysis when this normal function confuses yourself and you only wake up halfway. Symptoms of sleep paralysis include being awake and aware, but unable to move, speak, or react in any way to outside stimulus. 
sleepfoundation.org defines sleep paralysis as a condition marked by brief loss of muscle control known as atonia that happens just after falling asleep or before waking up. Sources report that anywhere between 20 and 40% of people will experience sleep paralysis at least once in their lives and that about 8% of people will have it chronically. It's unknown what exactly causes this, but it's thought to be linked to certain mental conditions. But what does this have to do with the hat man, you might be wondering? Well, there is a symptom of sleep paralysis that typically has a terrifying nature. Most of the time, this state is accompanied by hypnopompic or hypnagogic hallucinations, which can be visual, auditory, or sensory. While hallucinating, the mind can create images of things, and in a state where you don't understand what's happening, those things can often turn horrifying. That still doesn't explain how the hat man is experienced worldwide, though. Hang on, hang on, I'm getting there. Shelley Adler, author of Sleep Paralysis, Nightmares, Nosebos, and the Mind-Body Connection, thinks that the subconscious mind reconstructs figures from pop culture and ghost stories in this state. This idea is further backed up by YouTube channel Quartz. They go over the standard observations that it's experienced worldwide and the common themes of the hat, coat, and the crushing sense of breathlessness. In this video, though, they feature a psychologist who studies the paranormal from the University of London, Chris French. He believes that people who report these experiences with the hat man are not crazy or lying. He thinks that this person is created by the mind from cultural influence. As an example, he provides the likeness of Freddy Krueger, who is inspired by the condition of sleep paralysis itself. I took this theory proposed by Chris and looked into what the most common traits in villains are. The list is thought-inducing to say the least. Villains typically are black or green in color, often with features obscured. They are usually dressed in some sort of black hat, often a fedora, with a flowing cape or coat. Usually imposing in size, they are almost always larger than their cohorts. They also seem to have intense or glowing eyes. Now with that list in mind, being across the world as the most common characteristics, it is easy to see how it could lend weight to the theory of sleep paralysis. It's about that time for my final thoughts. Personally, I'm not sold that shadow people in the hat man are nothing more than a figment of our imaginations, created by the attributes of villains subtly fed to us via media and stories. I find it hard to believe that the description would be nearly identical across accounts from all over the world. I think a hard look, even at the most unbelievable of the theories like the episode of Coast to Coast, is in order and critical thought from everyone individually is important. I would be very interested to read what each of you think about regarding this topic. Sears, once again, thank you so much for joining me on yet another correspondence. As always, I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. If you'd like to reach me, there will be an answerable question in the description on Spotify, and I'm always available at ethereally.yours.podcast at gmail.com. I'm really enjoying bringing you this weekly series, and I'm hoping you're enjoying them as well. Next week, I'm going to get back to covering a haunted location. It's been featured in many movies, has an extensive backstory, and some very interesting facts to go with it. In our next envelope, I'll be delivering you information on the Amityville Horror. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to hearing back from you. Ethereally yours, CJ. CJ.